0: for tuning in to no gossip just talk i'm your host tanisha javon this is where we have conversation and get things off our chest so sit back relax grab your snack fill up your glass and let's chat
1: i was like Am I gonna ever figure this
0: out but you know what you finally figured it out
1: i did <laughs> amen
0: an amen and i'm like you know what <laughs> I can't even help because I don't know how it looks. <laughs> it's a shame. I can't even help you to get on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is all good. <laughs> you hear, You figured it out. <laughs> Welcome to the No Gossip, <laughs> Just Talk podcast. So we don't gossip, we just talk. And I have Evar in the building.
1: No doubt, no doubt.
0: All right, Ivar, so our topic for discussion um, today. I actually have a few topic questions for you. Um, What's the biggest challenge you dealt with and how did you overcome it?
1: Finding me to uh, be able to take care of a family um, was probably one of the biggest things that, that happened to me. How did I overcome it? A lot of patience. A lot of time, a lot of people actually caring about me, um, having somebody in my corner that really cared about me, that trust me enough to give me my first kid, my first biological kid. I think that that says a lot about a person. Dealing with things from my past, forgiving people, forgiving myself, okay. and just you know moving forward. Mm-hmm.
0: So, how did you lose yourself?
1: I lost myself when I lost my mom. Like, when I lost her, I lost a little piece of me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It just went out the window. So Uh, it's like, when mm -hmm. you
0: lost your mom, it's like, what's the point of being here in this world when my best friend is gone? Is that how you
1: felt? Right, like, why should I care anymore? Why should I try to be this, this certain person? For the world to perceive, if the person that critiqued me and help me become that person is not even here anymore to finish critiquing me because I don't feel like I'm at that that point. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm at the point where I'm I'm done being critiqued. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it just felt pointless. And then uh, my blood family from my mom's side it was just like, everybody was going their separate ways because yeah. all of our moms was gone. So it wasn't any more family reunions. It wasn't any more Christmases with my or You know, mm-hmm. I had to pretty much make my own family for mm-hmm. my kids to see. You know, I have mm-hmm. a maid family that, that you know, I still talk to a few of my family, reunions, but nothing like how I used to be.
0: You know, it's so crazy because dealing with a unique situation like yourself, when you're close to your mom and then when you lose the most precious person close to you, and your other family when fam- when we was always taught families supposed to stick together, but then it's like when you lose the most precious prize, you have to create your own family, yeah, because you can't even because you don't even have the family that you were
1: brought born up to into. yeah the family that I went yeah. to church with four or five times a week, you know what I'm saying. Or, or that we have Sunday dinner all the time because grandma was there and all the aunts was there to bring all of us together. When well, now all them people gone. So everybody got their own little traditions that they're doing on Sunday. You know, they got they got their own little family that they're doing their thing. So I made my own family. You know, uh, I have a very, 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 very big family. Um, my family consists of my friends from high school. It consists of some of their parents, you know, uh, friends that I met along the way that, that are just here, that, that God has put them in my life for a reason. Like, I want my kids to know what it's like to to have real love around Mhm, uh, All these people that I know that I have, you know, compelled into this big family are people that I trust my kids with. Um, right. I wouldn't have it no other way these people have my best interests at heart
2: mm-hmm.
1: they promote me they push me um, they are another reason that you know I've become to where I've become you know like I found my fiance but before I found her there were friends that would not let me just give up on myself there were there were people that that definitely was like you know you you have a lot more in life, God didn't just put you here just the the to right away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You gotta find your purpose, though. We can't help you. We can't find it for you. And I did that. That's true. Found my purpose.
0: It's very important that you have a support system. So for you to still have people in your life, you know, that's not your born, you know, the family you was born into, but for you to still have people in your life, like uh, certain friends and you know, outside family, that's actually your family to support you and help you get on the right track, that's important because it's so crazy me hearing your story, it's like how many other people are going through the same thing but actually don't have nobody, you get what I'm saying?
1: Right, right, right. right, And they
0: have to figure it out on their own and it's like it's not getting it's not getting any better for them.
1: Right, right. So, definitely so, I feel for those people.
0: yeah yeah but at the same time there are people who do have friends in their life who still don't get nowhere it still cool. don't get get no better for them so for you to actually you know allow them to help you to come out of that that's definitely amazing people who lose a family member somebody who's like so precious to them they don't get a over there. And I'm not saying you're over it, but they still grieve. Right. And I'm sure your mom is like, you know what, son? There's no need for you to be sad. I gave you the tools yep. of what you needed to do before she left this earth. Right. And now that she's gone, it's time for you to make her proud and do as she taught you.
1: Step up, a man. You can't use that. My mom gone for so long. I mean like and, and I ain't taking that from nobody because you can't tell another man how to grieve or another woman how to grieve for their mama. That's they might true. grieve for their they, they might grieve their mama, grieve for their mama until they're nine years old. Yeah. You know
0: that's true.
1: Some of them might grieve for their mama for a day. Yeah. Everybody grieves differently. You know, they it do. took one it took one of my friends to go ahead and tell me about I just let it out, bro. And uh one day I just I really, like, really just cried for like two or three hours, like straight, like just cried. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't all bad things. It was just, I needed to let go. Yeah. And then when I was having those series of dreams while my fiance was pregnant, like the last, the last dream was my mama come to the door and knock on the door. She was in all white. Um, My fiance opened the door. Her two daughters, they was all all white. And she was holding a baby. And, and in the dream, she was holding a little girl. And she handed the little girl to my mom. My mom sat down for like like two or three minutes. And she was like, well, I'm good. I can go now. And I was like, you ain't got to go nowhere. You don't know took care of me all my life. It's my, ten, my turn to take care of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She was like, no, nah, I'm good. I can go. My mama, you ain't got to go nowhere. And she grabbed my face and she was like, son, I'm good. I can go. You all right. You don't need me no more. It's pretty much what she was saying. You can let go. After that dream, man, I I really, like, took into account, like, this is my family now. Like, now I'm the head. You know what I mean? Like, I got to teach them my ways. Even if I don't have good ways right now, we can learn some ways together. You know what I'm saying? We can learn some new traditions together, learn some new techniques together. And I took it full steam ahead, man. Like, best thing that ever could have happened to me was to have kids, to settle down. Because if I wouldn't have did that, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be tasty stuff or making these beautiful cakes. I'd probably be locked up somewhere or dead.
0: It's so sad when it comes to losing someone. It's like, Dad... The only thing that you could do for them is bring that person back and that's out of our control. Can't do it. And the only thing we can do, like you said, was people got to grieve how they know best. And all we can do is just pretty much support them, try to be by their side and just encourage them and let them know like, hey, I understand you going through this. I understand you're grieving. It's nothing we can do to bring them back. Right. All you can do is hold on to the great memories that you had with them And just take one day at a time. Yep. Now, you did a turnaround. And you're definitely doing great for yourself and all that good stuff. So, um, you're doing great for yourself. You know, it's so crazy when you say that. Because I be doing the same thing when it comes to myself. It's like somebody will say, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. I'm like, well, I'm all right. You know, and sometimes other people can see the greatness in us that we may not be able to see in ourselves, you know? So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with everything that's going on, and I know you had a story about when you hit rock bottom as far as like being homeless and stuff tell us a little bit more about that situation as far as experiencing homelessness after losing your mom like where did it all begin when your mom was here did you have your own place and then just said forget it I'm not doing nothing no more like how did someone once a living somewhere to eventually not living
1: anywhere? Man, so I went to prison right after my mom got out, right right after my mom passed. And I was staying with a friend, came out. I was staying with my stepdad and his wife. And I just didn't feel right staying there with them. So I ended up losing a job, and one of my friends wanted me to come perform in Greensboro with him. I went in Greensboro and performed. While I was on stage, one of my friends was like, Evo, what is that smile that I've been seeing? Mm -hmm. You were so happy here lately. I was just like, man, I lost this job. Like, I was doing so good. I just got out of prison. She's like, you need a job? And I was like, yeah. So she was like, yeah, I'll get you a job by Friday. So I went to this place and got a job. I up moving in with one of my friends that lived in Greensboro. So I, I pretty much, you know, was like, you know, forget Con- Concord, Kannapolis. I'm about to try to do something different. Come to Greensboro, start working in Greensboro. And me and that friend, he just, he, he started getting a little sketchy. Um, mm-hmm. He started asking for more rent and what it was. Like, if I would leave to go out of town, like come to Concord and see family or friends, he would act funny. It was was just a weird situation. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, I was in Canapolis, and he called me and said the cops came up there looking for me and all this crazy crap. Pretty much he fabricated this whole story. Right? Mm -hmm. So, I ended up having to move out. So, then I moved in with two other my friends. And then it was just like, the homeless is, like, I didn't feel like I could come back home because I didn't want to come back home because it wasn't like I was staying with my mama. Yeah. I was staying with, with my stepdad. You know what I'm saying? Which was my real dad because he was married to my mom. Like, it was with my mom from the age, I was from, like, two to now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still call him daddy. Okay. And he'd tell me real quick, you know what I'm saying? Like, you always got somewhere to stay. But me personally, I didn't feel like I had nowhere to stay because I was still living under someone else's roof without a job. You know what I'm saying? So I just was like, I'm going to do it on my own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so some bullcrap went on with me and dude. I ended up moving in with a couple of my other friends. Yeah. And then I moved to this place, and the landlord quit coming. Mm-hmm. so pretty much I was squatting in the place because I wasn't paying no rent you know what I mean No landlord wasn't coming I'm not going to pay I'm not going to offer to pay you know what I mean I'm going to stack my money try to anyway mm-hmm. so I can move into something better and that went on for like eight months and I was in this apartment by myself like pretty much rotting in the way man because I was I didn't really have food like that like, I didn't really have a place to take a shower, like unless I went to one of my people's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it was just terrible. Some people's houses I would stay at, like, would have like disgusting bugs everywhere. Like, it wasn't what I was used to. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and and having to live in their means, like, just. Was just terrible. Like almost like I would. I would rather not be here than to have to live like this. Mm-hmm. I would rather not be on this earth than have to live where I can't take a bath. Or you know what I mean? I'd rather be in prison to be truthfully. You know what I mean? Like if if it's gonna be left to this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And one night I just had like a conversation with this young lady, which is my fiance, and we start talking, and I told her about myself, you know, I told her the situation, um, what was going on, and she still believed in me, and we ended up having to move in together. So that's amazing. House. Yeah.
0: So when you was at your lowest, your fiance lowest. took you at your lowest
1: at my low. Yeah. I didn't have and that's a 5 amazing. Of me.
0: That's amazing. Because most people ain't going, to well, I ain't going to say most, but some people out here are not going to take you at your lowest. It's like, no, oh, okay, man. well, no, you got to be at this certain point. You got to be at this level before I even consider looking well, in your direction. You to give me exactly. Shit. So for her to take you as you were, yep. that's definitely a great great woman she uh, she sees something in you and she was like you know what that's someone i can build with you know someone who knows how I feel to hit rock bottom so i'm gonna say this i remember as far as myself i never experienced homeless but there was a time when um i i was struggling and i didn't have two pennies to rub together Right. And um, and it's so crazy because I was so prideful. I had so much pride, you know, as far as this independent, you know, my mom was around. My mom's a great woman, you know, but I didn't even want to, I didn't want her to know that I was struggling at the time. I wanted people to feel like I had it together, like I got this because one thing I didn't want was someone feeling sorry for me. That's what I didn't want. And I remember like it was yesterday. I remember when I was in my apartment at the time and my lights were turned out. I ain't have lights for like two weeks. And I went over to my mom's house and she knew something was wasn't right because I, you know, I, I go over to my mom's house, but I don't go over there a lot. And stuff. Work. so to like try to hide what I was going through because I, I didn't want nobody to know that I was struggling.
1: You're embarrassed. So,
0: yeah, I was very embarrassed. One of my girlfriends, she was the only one who knew and uh, shout out to April. So one of my girlfriends, she was the only one. Uh, She's the only one knew that I what I was going through. And so um, she she let me stay at her house. She was like, well, you could just stay with me, you know, until you get your um, lights and, you know, things on. Because she she knows me. She knows I don't like asking nobody for nothing. And so when I did that, you know, she fed me, made sure I was good and everything. And I was just so, like, appreciative. And I told myself, I told myself a long time ago. Oh, shoot, I'm over here getting emotional. <laughs> well, uh, so I, you know, because it's like when you, when you realize that you grad, when you graduated from that type of situation, that's a situation you don't ever want to go back to.
1: Hell no. Hell no.
0: Exactly. Hell no. And going to the grocery store, when I remember, I didn't even have money to buy a tomato. And you know, tomatoes are cheap. Yeah. You know, and when I didn't even have money to even buy that, that just makes me look at life (laughs) totally different and being so much appreciative when you actually graduate from those, those type of situations.
1: Man, like not, not being able to buy a carton of milk. Like I didn't even say a jug. I said a a carton. A carton of milk now. Like, like. I remember there was times that I had to call people and borrow money and do this, do this, like and my girl just felt like we were just struggling, like, like we can't catch a fucking break. What the fuck? Like now we got a baby on the way. Luckily, like stuff started to like happen. Like beneath, like under our nose, but we weren't even paying attention because we kept our head down. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep your head down. You ain't gonna see the gifts just right in front of your fucking face. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like stuff just start like popping up, popping up, popping up. I ain't saying I'm I'm doing the best right now, but, you know, I still got a job. I'm, I just had my little my little knee surgery, but I still got a job. They, they called, checked up on me. Like, I got people like y'all don't call and checked up on me. I got more cake business. Like, I had the... Uh, today, my knee was hurting me bad this morning, and, uh, I had to, like, decline on, like, two cakes. I hate that I had to re- refund their money back, and I hope they understand, but I just had knee surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah, and they I should
1: understand, the, you know. I just had I my mean, knee cleaned out.
0: just came from the hospital, so
1: well,
0: I'm sure they but, understand that.
1: But on, on that note, though, still saying, like, um, so many orders with that, and you know, having that skill and being able to take care of my family with that is is amazing in its own like yeah. i don't want to get like two orders and two or three orders in in a month now it's ridiculous like
0: yeah
1: i'm getting that,
0: that.
1: i'm getting net in an hour
2: mhm
1: I have to decline orders sometimes. Like, I got so many orders. All right, people, y'all got to understand, it's still just me.
0: Yeah, but you know what? That means your cakes are pretty good if they want them. Oh, yeah. I put my foot all up in there. (laughs) Not technically your foot, right?
1: (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) I
0: know. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, is that we may not be where we want to be. But we're nowhere where we used to be,
1: right? <laughs> you know, I'm 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 comfortable being where I'm at right now versus where I used to be, bro.
0: Exactly, because if I had to pick a choose, I would I would want the life that I have now versus the life that I had in the past. You know, and a lot of people wonder why you know I'm so tight with money because when you've lived that life of struggle. You still have, like, a, a poor man mentality. It's like, yeah, I may got it, but I'm afraid, like, okay, what if this happened? Or what if that happened? Or what if I don't have this saved up for a rainy day? You get what I'm saying? Right. Because at the time, I remember when I would have to go to work and I had a car that just kept breaking down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It kept breaking down. I get it fixed, it breaks down all the time it was ridiculous of how much money I, I put into that vehicle but i didn't even have money to even get it fixed like that and i knew i needed a car to get back and forth to work i was living check to check and i will be using the money that i actually need just to repair my vehicle something right, that is that exactly. it was so hard to get ahead and then i had a um what helped me come out of that situation was I had a good friend and he had told me he was like listen you need to change careers and I was like change careers? I've been doing this career for I don't know how long
1: (laughs) talking about just change exactly
0: but then I had to realize I was like if you're getting the same results with the same career you need to change it if you're Not getting anywhere. And it was definitely different. I was definitely afraid. But actually listening, even when I was against it, just listening. If I would have never listened, I probably wouldn't be in the position that I am now. Especially when they're in a better position than you. It's like, okay, they may know a little bit more. You may want to listen to what they got to say. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's crazy how, you know, life throws its... Twists and turns at you. And it's like, Dad, it's either okay, I duck or I get hit. Which one? I think I prefer to duck. Right. But <laughs> I don't think I want to get hit. Yeah, exactly. So before we get into your business, losing your mom, meeting your fiance, and having your business, and doing a lot better for yourself than you were before all of this. Um, happen. Is there anything that you would have told yourself back then?
1: I probably would told myself, like if I was able to go back in time and be like, self, life's going to be a struggle, but don't give up. It's true when they say the grass is greener on the other side. And that's what I would probably say. I wouldn't change what I went through. I wouldn't, you know, try to do the butterfly pick you know, the movie The Butterfly Effect. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, would, I wouldn't a, do nothing. yeah. I wouldn't
1: do nothing to alter nothing. I would I would leave it like it was, but I would just tell them, mm-hmm. you know, life's going to be tough, bro. And you're going to go through a lot of obstacles. There's going to be a lot of beautiful things to come out of all these obstacles you're going through. Like my kids, you know, have my own, my own little family having somebody that loves you for you. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to find that these days, you know what I'm saying? That
0: is true. That's very true. It's hard
1: true. to find somebody that's gonna love you whether you got something or not. Yep. And she mm-hmm. loved me when I had nothing. So I don't worry about it when I got some. I don't even care. Yeah. We don't struggle. We don't been through I don't been through the struggle with her, like <sighs> living in somebody's house one room. Four of us, nah. I don't been in a struggle with her. Barely having food in the house, like <sighs> in between jobs, like getting like a dollar cut and trying to work like three other jobs to make up, not being able to spend time with your family. Like man, I don't been through the struggle with her Yeah. And she's still the same damn lady that I met when I when I met her. She's still the same woman that loved me from the beginning. She 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 has definitely changed. She's definitely blossomed into a very 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 beautiful caring woman. Because before me, she didn't know people were good people. It was mm-hmm. just her her girls. People had hurt her in the past, so she didn't really trust people. And I, I feel that because there is a lot of bullshit going around when i introduced mm-hmm. her to some of my friends that were some real good people it helped her open up and it helped her grow into a much more beautiful person when i met her she wore all black now she wears more color than anybody you know what i mean like cuz she feels confident she feels that she feels that she feels mm-hmm. colorful she doesn't feel just dark and gloomy
0: it's amazing when you have real true love like that you know someone who you can experience the bad with not just the good but the bad so let's get into your business eva tell us some more about your business
1: um so i am the owner and the creator of tasty stuff i am probably the hottest thing smoking when it comes to bacon in the carolinas
2: okay
1: um I'm um, a young black male. Um, baking like a baking like a grandma. That's 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 one of my hashtags. Black man baking like a grandma. <laughs> uh it's 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 a beautiful thing, man. Like I had the mightest touch cakes. I can look at a recipe one time and make it. And it comes out tasting better than what it looks like. Mm-hmm. at first I wouldn't have said nothing like that like, like if you would have caught me like a year ago I would still like real humble which I am still humble but I am I, I do know what I can do it's, it's not about being cocky um, at all I just I put a lot of love in my, my bait.
0: Okay. how can we get in touch with you for one of your cakes
1: um, so I have two uh, business pages I have one on Facebook which is just tasty stuff <laughs> Um, You can find me on, once again, you can find that on Facebook. And then my other one is uh, Tasty Stuff So Good on um, IG. Uh, Just hit me in my DM and uh, request a cake. Uh, I have a website getting worked on right now that will be up within the next week. My number is 980-271-6154 if you want to just call me directly or send me a text. And um, I will be glad to make you a cake. I make cakes, cookies, pies, breads. I make wedding cakes, birthday cakes, gluten-free cakes, any kind of allergy. I do uh, keto for people that's trying to not eat as much sugar or as many carbs. I do vegan for people that don't want any animal um, product in their food. Um, So I'm trying to cover all bases, all areas. I can do any kind of event. Hit me up.
0: Awesome, Ivar. Well, you know what? I want to thank you so much for coming on to my podcast, you know, and sharing your story. I'm sure it's definitely motivating for some, you know, especially um, those who can relate to your story. Right and everything and definitely don't let this be your last time joining my podcast oh no
1: we're just getting started
0: oh yeah absolutely i do appreciate you
1: i appreciate you too
0: and that is the inside scoop make sure you tune in next week for another great episode i'm your host tanisha javon and when you're checking with us it's no gossip just talk ciao for now What's up, guys? It's your girl, author Tanisha Pink, giving you the scoop on my most recent books.
2: Why cry? Why feel like hope is gone? Ignoring the door to freedom, refusing to let it go, why feel uncomfortable? No display of light to see, my visions blurred, darkness only reveals before me. I'm walking in areas where shadows blocking my blind side, like hands over my eyes, feeling discouraged with no energy to try. What's the point of encouragement? Already held hostage with no repentance and no forgiveness, like a disturbed woman who hates the world for no reason. Why should I cry? To release the pain? I've tried several times approaching my fears, only to back down, shedding more tears. I feel like giving up and throwing in the towel. I believe there's no reason to find my inner strength or clues on how to find me. I have no belief in redemption. The Unbelief Worn is my... The Wounds from a Healing Heart
0: For those who may not know me, my name is Corinne. My father was murdered and it left me truly broken. All I have left is my sister and mother. But unfortunately, my mother is not present. She's battling her own demons and the sad part about all of this, I hate her. Not only that, I hate me too. And honestly, I'm lost with no direction. To learn more about my life, read volume one and two, If Only I Had a Home. Go over to my website at Tanisha Peak. That is T E N I S H A P with a double E K dot com and grab your books today. Ciao for now.